You like movies? You like TV? How about some video games? Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. Hell yeah. Whether it's cinema classics, gaming grades, or TV gems, they got you covered. They do video and podcasts too. Podcasts? What's a podcast? Listen to Squabblecast with editor Dave James and a revolving door of guests for geeky retrospectives, stuck in the long box with Luca and Xavier for some comic book worship, Jedi fun time with our old friend Johnny and the boys interviewing some Star Wars folk, or even Beam Me Up Scotty in which the titular Scotty joins Dave for a semi-regular dose of Star Trek love. And even the latest geeky news with our very own, it came from across the pond. Don't forget that one. I heard that one's Good. Views, news, videos, and podcasts at squabblebox.co.uk. Entertainment under attack. Wow. another episode of it came from across the pond uh this time it's ryan and me again or your host john and ryan uh we're fresh back from the comic book store i mean fresh a couple hours well a couple hours and some pizza later yeah but uh as fresh as i'll ever be yeah and and watching a hockey game later but still you know games are short but the point is we're back we're here together um and we're, we're going to do some comic book talk, really. Well, you saw Spider-Man, so maybe you can give us a little bit about that, too. But I know you're really excited to talk about... Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. Now, is that M-E-T-A-L? Yes. Like, so it's uh, like, like, like metal music. Like heavy metal music? Yep. Awesome. And that's definitely the stylization they're going for. Uh, <laughs> so they all, very... have, they all have mullets and carry guitars? <laughs> no, they're just every single every single cover for every single one of the origin stories for all of the Dark Knights. Oh, it's like in the classic metal. metal. Nice. Like the Merciless looks like an Iron Maiden cover. He's standing on top of rock, one one leg higher up than the other one. Sword in the air, lightning striking in the background. It's very it's a very metal picture. It's a, awesome. it's quite amazing. Nice <clears throat> Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and uh, Sabbath would be proud. And Dio, of course, Dio. Can't of course, Dio. Dio. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Dio. Um, so do you want to do a talk, tell us real quick what you thought of the Spider Man movie? Sure. Uh, it was really good. It was. Uh, it, it's what. It's what. I think everyone kind of wanted from a Spider-Man movie from the first one. Um, this. Uh, well, Tom from, Holland, from the from the original like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? Whenever the hell that came out, two thousand one. Which, to be fair, when the first Tobey Maguire came out, that was a fantastic movie at the time. I mean, it was that broke good. records. It, it was, was pretty good, um, and it, it was solid. I, I was never a fan of them casting him as Spider-Man. Yeah. That was the biggest that issue movie was that most people pretty had with good. The movie. Yeah, yeah. I did like Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, though. That was a role he was made. That's for. because he's <laughs> just the creepiest fucking actor ever. Exactly. It's perfect. <laughs> Didn't really pull off Norman Osborn, but he pulled off Green Goblin to a T. The um, my favorite uh, thing with, with William Dafoe is in Family Guy when they're like William Dafoe's hiding under the bed, and you see him just slide out from under <laughs> some kid's bed with that smile on his face and slide back in. I'm like, I could see him really doing that because he is he's a weird guy. Yeah, great actor, a very weird guy. Uh, um, Tom Holland is just a way better Peter Parker. Agreed. He seems he seems younger. He has much more youthful innocence about him, just Agreed. in the way yeah. he sounds and the way he acts. There's a lot more ad libbing in this movie. Um, the could, writing, the was writing was far superior. It was, it was extremely. You can tell that this one. You can tell that Sony finally decided 
to be like Marvel. Well, you they can let, have they some let Marvel here. in. Yeah, right? you can. You can have. Some, we want money. Was it, still. Was it, was it, well, was it Sony? Is Sony? Yeah, 20th Century Fox is the X Men. Yeah, it's Sony is. Um, I think 20th Century Fox is X Men. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Uh, Disney's actually. Uh, I know. Buying them, I'm excited. If Maybe Disney we'll finally get a not shit Century Fantastic Four. Four movie. You know, people are concerned about like the R-rated movies and the mm-hmm. R-rated Deadpool, but you know, Buena Vista Buena or Buena Buena Vista. Yeah. Buena, Buena, fuck. <laughs> Buena Vista Distribution, which is Disney's distribution arm for movies, has distributed PG-13 and R movies before. Yeah, I, I don't have an example of them right now, but I know they do, and I know if it makes money, they will continue to do it. And they don't have to put the Disney moniker on there if they yeah. don't want to be associated and, and, with a rated and R Disney's, movie. Disney's music stu- arm, I think at one point, held... Um, Whoever the record label for like the insane Calm Posse was and stuff. Yeah. So I mean they 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 know what they're doing, and I think that it would be a great move. It'd be great, and then they can bring well, the X Men back into the, D- yeah. the uh, DC universe, the Marvel universe. Yeah. Hopefully not the DC universe. That'd be a little be a little jarring, I think. Uh. But I mean, bringing the X Men back in, just the Fantastic Four. I mean, there's so many important just to see the Fantastic Four Fantastic done well. Four. Yeah. Like I I honestly thought the first movie was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't shit. I just want Doom to be given the justice he deserves. I just want him to be the all-powerful god sorcerer that he is, only only bested by like Doctor Strange. That's, that's really sorcerer like, Supreme. Yeah, yeah that would be really the only magic user that's better than Doctor or than a uh, Doom is is literally just Doctor Strange. That's it. That's true. It, it, uh, well, didn't Doctor Doom face off against? He, but he originally faced off against the Fantastic Four. Yeah. He faced off against the Fantastic Four. Then he's isn't this now he's just like story never he went to, didn't, he, didn't he go to? Wasn't he like some? There was, I remember there was an issue where you find out that Doctor Doom's really not that disfigured. He only yeah. has like a scar. Yeah, but to him, it's like a massive disfiguring. Yeah, which drove him insane. Oh yeah, and he's also like because he's so vain. Super. To be. He's also like super like old, and he's super powerful with magic, even though he never uses it against the Fantastic Four until like way after the fact. Oh. It's just he's such an interesting, such a well-rounded character, and he's yeah. not even really a villain anymore. Like. It, yeah, he he, really, he's Iron Man. Like he's literally were, Iron Man right now. He's trying well, to be Iron Man, and it's amazing. I love it. He's such. It's yeah. such a. It's such an entertaining. Infamous what? Iron Man is such an entertaining. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I read some of that. Yeah, it's, yeah, he, it's so he legitimately is. Yeah, is and, and I love it because he always shows up, and everyone's always freaking out. He's like, "Oh my god, it's Doom!" And then he's just like, "Okay, I'm gonna apprehend those. Okay, yeah. See, see you later, Commissioner. I'm gonna go apprehend those villains over there." And just, well, that's, everyone's that, freaking that's out. That's like that's like in X Men in the new X Men Blue uh, run. Mm-hmm. Um, Magneto's. Magneto's always kind of teetered, right? Like he's never—he's been a kind of a—he's been a bad guy, but he's also been kind of a good guy at times. Yeah. Because really, what he really wants is freedom for the, the mutants. Yeah. He just wants mutants. But to he, be all, but he believes that they should be more than respected because they're they're more better. Powerful. I mean, they are better. I, th- I mean, that's kind of what it is. They're genetically yeah. superior. So yeah. he believes that. So he's you know, but but he's always kind of teetered in between like that. Yeah. Speaking of Iron Man, a lot of people were concerned that there was going to be too much Tony Stark and Iron Man in Spider-Man. I don't think there was. I think it was perfectly balanced. I, I think it was very I think it was really good and I think it really kind of gave a it, it really it didn't feel like it didn't feel like he is alive. such a it is alive. It didn't feel like such a um it didn't feel like an integration like with like Captain America where there's all these heroes are sharing the screen like a uh, Civil War specifically not obviously regular Captain America. Um, it, it felt it really did feel like Tom Holland had a a mentor relationship or mentor student relationship with Tony Stark, and yeah. I felt that was, only added well to written. things. Yeah. Like he showed up one time as a, you know a hologram in a piece a suit of armor to help him because he was drowning in the water, and then he actually shows up in person to to like save Tom Holland when he fucked up as Spider Man and got almost a bunch of people on a boat killed. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, tells him you don't deserve the suit I gave you with all of the fancy stuff it can do if you can't if you can't handle 
something like that. If you can't do this responsibly and act yeah. like an adult, you don't deserve to have this. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna help you. Which is it's a side of Stark we don't normally see. Yeah, it, it really and it it did add a very. It, it was a very refreshing take on it for the most part because like Marissa even Tomei even was in, a very refreshing take on uh, Aunt May too. Yeah, very much so. Um, <laughs> It, it just people, it gave for, it, people are like, oh, she's too young. They forget she's like fifty some years old now. She's, she's not too she young. Looks fantastic. But she looks she looks but, too young, yeah, but she's yeah. not too young. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it was just. I feel like they could have actually had a little bit more Tony Stark in there. I feel like Tony Stark showing up at at the end in a better way than just bringing Peter Parker to Avengers Mansion and being like, all right, if you want to join, you're in. Like, if something other than that happened, um, like if he showed up during the vulture fight and he was just like okay i'm proud of you 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 did what you're supposed to do and it was like I'm more of a sure in the saying moment if you want in the avengers you're in is saying hey i'm well, proud of you you did just, a good I job just, i wanted it to be more of like i feel like it would have been much more impactful for peter parker mm-hmm. if tony stark showed up and was like you you literally just saved my company's ass like all this yeah. stuff could have been stolen by this guy who had just sold it to the highest bidder you, you really saved me and a bunch of other people a lot of hardship a lot of pain you know, I'm proud of you like that. Instead yeah. of just being like, you know what, you did a good thing. You're, you're you can join my you can join my superhero team. You know, the one that Scarlet Witch, the person who literally tried to kill all of us, is on with having literally. <laughs> well, even though she never really redeemed herself, besides the fact she pulled out Ultron's heart, which you know yeah, Ultron did threaten to kill them. But then so, in you know. Civil War. She was like completely inept until like the fight until the grab ass scene I call it because <laughs> it's like they're just playing tag because no one's really wanting to hurt each other. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, oh, then suddenly she's fucking Doctor Strange all of a sudden, and she's hitting everybody perfectly. No. <laughs> I, in my I opinion, still, she's one of the worst characters in the I movie. still have a theory that she's going to, uh, she's going to sway sides for, um, onto Thanos' side for Infinity War. Because, you know, Thanos typically will show up and then he'll kind of convert people because my well, and, she, like and that. she is pretty fragile. If she's mentally. very, she's very mentally fragile. She still yeah. has a hatred for Tony Stark, despite the fact that they seem to have mostly mostly made up at Does this point. Does she hate Tony Stark because of the Ultron thing or because... She hates Tony Stark because, uh, or because he her, par- he- her parents were bombed by Stark Tech. Was, I think it was what the story was in, in Age of Ultron. Oh, where it's like yeah, her because, and her brother. because it... it <sighs> I'm also waiting for, for uh, get, Quicksilver get, to come I, back. I get that, but it's I like... It. Well, yeah, he died, like, he died like such a little wuss last time. That's, his death was so unsatisfying, too. Like, it wasn't even like a satisfying death. He was just in like, the movie oh, before, good, no. the movie I saved Hawkeye. Thank God. The world saved. Yeah, great. I'm yeah, glad great. we have you, Hawkeye you, instead of the guy with super you, speed. You, sa- you saved, like, the, the poor man's arrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... It, even with that, like he's so old that he's they're gonna have to write him Hawkeye? out. Okay, yeah, they shouldn't have brought him back in at all. There were they enough superheroes. Him and uh, what's her name did not need to be in the movie at all. I liked I liked him a lot in Avengers One because he fit. He fit in Avengers yeah, One, but he, he had didn't his fit in Civil War. He did not fit in. Civil you had War. all these superpowered. Well, really, super. Really, if you just like, look at Civil War, Civil War just didn't fit at all because one side was Iron Man, War Machine, Spider Man, uh, Vision was on that team, and then it's like the other side's like Captain America, do you Falcon. Reali- do you it's realize like, really? in retrospect, like this movie came out and was considered so fantastic at the time? But the more you look back on it and think about it, you're like, God, that movie wasn't that good. Yeah, like you look at Iron Man's team; they took the Vision in that movie, one of the most powerful characters in all of the Marvel universe, and gave him a hard on for Elizabeth Olsen. Gave him a hard on for Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> And and caused him to lose focus, where he shot his own guy. Yeah, yep. He did absolute damn near nothing the in that entire movie. movie. The only thing he kind of did was when he tried to seal off the hangers that Captain America couldn't get and in it was there. Too and late. It didn't even work because they got in there anyway. Yeah, yeah. And 
he did nothing. He offered. He added nothing to that movie. Scarlet Witch. I kind of feel the same way, other than the fact that she's what kicked off the events. I think part of her being pissed at Stark is because Stark said he didn't think she was ready to go in the field. Yeah, I and feel like she, that and definitely then, did and not then help. Look what happened? Because I she feel like that clearly one hundred percent did not help, and I feel like that's going to be what because I feel like once Thanos comes in and he has the Infinity Gauntlet, he rips that Mind Stone from Vision or Soul Stone. Did Vision have the mind or Soul Stone? The yellow one is mind, isn't it? Don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I think yellow is supposed to be mind, but I think they said he has a Soul Stone. So well, I think the pro- I don't quite remember. You know, that you know, the problem was that Civil War should never have been Captain America's movie. No. Because Civil War was a comic book-wide event. A yeah. comic-wide event. Not Captain America Civil War. Yep. And if anything, it should have been Avengers Civil War. Because it was a Civil War. It was the Avengers at war with each other. Also, where's it, Ragnarok stuff? Come on, man. That's that's an integral part. Well, let's be fair. If you want to go that far back... Um, you have in, to clone Thor. Well, no, no, no. If you want to go that far into it... it um, None of this should have been Tony Stark's fault in the first place, yeah. because Hank Pym is who created Ultron in the comics, not Tony Stark. Yeah. But they hadn't introduced Pym yet, so they made Stark the fall guy. Yeah. Which, fine, you took the guy that made the Marvel Universe movie-wise, and then made him a dick. Well, a bigger dick. Yeah. And he's always been. <laughs> but, but at least, you know... And it, back, back to the main point at hand, but, that's why he was but so Spider-Man, good in Spider-Man he, Homecoming. Did, did, you like, did you like the comedic elements of him trying to use the stuff on the suit and not I knowing did. what the hell any of it was or what it did? It, it was really entertaining when he's just like sitting, especially when he's trying to like sneak up on him and he's like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do this. And he's like shooting out the electrified webs and it's like rapid fire <laughs> mode. He's like, I can't swing in with it. What is going on? It's, it was very entertaining. And then when he gets stuck in the uh, in like the uh, secure container facility with all the alien tech and he's just trying to get out and then it turns out like he finally thinks he got out and then the door opens and it's like morning outside. He's like, oh crap. So like, <laughs> like run out of there when all the other trucks are coming in. It was nice It was nice that they touched on uh, how, he, how, he serve, how he can't do what he does in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! When, he, when he's running through, he's like, "This sucks." He's just running across the field, and he's just trouncing through everyone's backyard. It was like that was really the, the entire movie. It had a really good balance of comedic purposes and that, and it also didn't give us Peter Parker's origin again. It hinted to it. Uh, well, it hinted to it in Civil War when he tells Tony Stark, he's "Like if you can do yeah. what I can do, and then you don't, and bad things happen, then it's your fault." And it's like you know what he's talking about. Everyone knows it. Even if you're not a comic fan, you know what he's talking about. You know Uncle Ben's dead. They mention it multiple times. They just never directly in, show it. In, and that's perfect. In this Spider-Man continuity, continuity, he's dead. Yeah. Because I mean, in other Spider-Man continuities, it took forever before Uncle Ben died. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, so, I hope they. Yeah. Uh, I hope I do hope that at some point they bring in. Um, I, I want them to do either Spider Island or bring in. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I believe it's Jackal who clones Peter Parker and breaks Kane and makes Ben Riley. You don't want to see him uh, kill his girlfriend by accident with the trying to save her while she gets thrown off a bridge, pregnant by the Green Goblin. Yeah, I mean, you know. Talk about a movie plotline that they should explore. How bad is that? <laughs> I, I just, I, I really like. I think it was the Green Goblin. Yeah, it was Green yeah, Goblin. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know if he was supposed to be the Green Goblin or the Hobgoblin because it was Harry Osborn. Well, the Hobgoblin was like the one everyone's so, like, "Oh, yay, another Goblin's coming into the series," and then everyone's and like, then he's terrible. Wow, he's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I don't know if he's like the he's like the Penguin of like the Marvel <laughs> universe. Yes, he is. But like, I I know they've already greenlit a um, uh, Black Cat movie with who's she with Silver. I have no idea. Uh, she was some other. I, I just person I just silver lo- something. I just looked. I don't at, remember. I just looked at their. You know, Shazam got cast. We f- talked about that yeah. earlier with, um, the comic, with Anthony over at Comic Book Comic Revolution. Yeah, 
And uh, I, I really, I just, how, I how like, do you, how, how do you activate your, how do you activate your superhero power? Shazam! <laughs> what the? F- hey, you guys, he gets uh, struck by lightning too, and then he becomes swole as hell. Uh, the perfect superpower, turning from a seven-year-old kid into a thirty-two-year-old man with all the superpowers in the world. <laughs> yeah. So Spider-Man, so Spider-Man was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I neither of us have seen Thor Ragnarok yet. Uh, I don't here, like going to movie theaters, so you know. Yeah, it's probably. I, take I'm off not a me. huge fan, unless depending on the movie, I might go. Uh, and I, I, I'm not really a Thor fan. I kind of am, and I, I'm a fan. I of heard the, this one I'm a fan of the Avengers like a, Thor. Uh, yeah, I heard this one was almost like a buddy cop movie with the Hulk, which I well, think sounds interesting. Well, I know that I've heard very mixed things on it. Though. I know that he, um, what's his name, the actor that plays Thor. I know he went and told them, no, we need to do this different. Yeah, and he's basically more the Avengers version of Thor, not the Thor movie version. It's like there was a slight difference, right? The way they acted. The, f- the first Thor movie was very, very different from most of the other origins. I think right. because it, most of it took place with Thor not being Thor. Like Thor was only Thor at the beginning and end of the movie. In the yeah. middle of the movie, he's just a guy like I'm Thor, everyone, and everyone's like, "All right, crazy man, <laughs> you have fun with that." And he's like smashing coffee cups in the middle of an IHOP. Like I need more. It's like, all right, sure crazy disheveled man who's just showed up in the middle of our who town naked like, for looks, some reason who, who looks like a Nickelback uh, yeah. band singer um, hey Thor you want to look at this photograph or uh, <laughs> what's going on uh, oh yeah I remember when I was in school no uh, <laughs> he uh, so it, it, it's supposed to be it, it sounds like it's pretty solid early reviews of Justice League a lot of people are like well the, the villain's not great and the plot's not great but Almost every early review was it's it was fun to watch and the characters were done right, which I'm which I'm is kinda, a huge jump. It is. I'm kind of I'm I mean, kind of questioning though how into comics they are because I don't know how Steppenwolf cannot be a good a good villain. Step, he's such a he's such an intro. He's I mean he's Dark Side's lieutenant. Man comes in and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm literally a god. How are you doing? And he just. It looks like in the trailers again. I don't know. I, I'm unfortunately not fortunate enough to go see early screenings, so you know. Neither but I, it but looks it, like he pops in there, just messes with the Amazons, leaves. He just shows up with his army of parademons, and just hell ensues. Looks like they actually made him not look like a human, which I actually like a lot because yeah. it does add it adds magnitude to it, where it shows this this being this being is not he's not normal. He's not just a yeah. dude who's super strong. When's it supposed to come out to the public? Two weeks? Two weeks, I think. I, I think weeks. a lot of people had said that the CGI for him was a bit dodgy. That could, I, could, I could see that. Which maybe... To be fair, it looked like the CGI for Cyborg was really dodgy, too. So I can 100% believe that. I but was, that was most, also pretty most of the early so. Most of the early reviews were pretty much saying that the standouts were were The Flash. Thank God. Um, Wonder Woman. Of course. How could she not be a standout? She was a standout in Batman v Superman. And she was only in it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes of a four-hour runtime. She gets smacked in the face and she's bleeding. She looks and sees the blood and smiles and goes in for more. I mean, yeah, you pretty much own the movie at that point. Yeah, it's your movie um, at this point. The, so those two, and I, I heard good things about Aquaman, which... Which it, I'm excited about. I am, Aquaman but, needs... He needs something, man. Come on. Well, it shouldn't be hard to make a good Aquaman when you look at how bad the past ones have been. That's true. That's fair. I mean, this guy... This guy, at least he looks like, you know... This guy looks like a metal singer. He, he looks does. Like a, he looks like a metal singer from Finland. He, he, maybe he, he is. Seems, I don't he know. He seems like he has... I mean, Khal Drogo from Game of Thrones, for any Game of Thrones fans out there, so, you know, that's pretty cool. But uh, he, he seems like... He se- it seems like they're actually just taking him in a completely different direction. Like, I don't know if they're going to have Merit in the movie or not. I don't know if he's going to be... I'm pretty sure he's going to be like New 52. Like, I I can fight Superman if I try. 
I'm not as strong as him, but I can yeah. do it. I have the ability to, you know, speak to animals and or uh, see animals and shit. Let, let's be fair. When people talk I'm, about I'm pretty fighting, cool, nonetheless. When, when people talk about fighting Superman, this was brought to my attention not long ago. That you know his weakness. Everyone's oh, it's kryptonite. That's true, but magic's also a weakness, which pretty much means Katana can walk out of or not Katana. Zatanna can walk out of anywhere and like kick his ass. I mean, she's magic. You have to understand, though, that does come that, that does magic. come with its own limitations. Constantine, maybe, because Constantine is one of those characters where he's like, "I'm really powerful, but I'm a lazy little bitch, so I'm just going to act like I can't do anything until I have to do something." But like Zatanna, while she is extremely powerful, there is still the factor that Superman's just so fast that if he blitzes Zatanna, she's not well, gonna be able she's going to realistically. If she was, I mean, it, it, she just has to when he's not paying attention, right? Just ambush him. That's fair. He, she could do that. I but mean, I mean, by that same but, but by that same uh, logic, though, Superman, Boston Brand could just take him over and be like, "I am Superman now," and then just run him into a like a building. There's full of many spiky flaw- kryptonite. There's like, many you know flaws I mean? with Superman in general. <laughs> um, you know, it gets me though. Though is that uh, people to this like I was just reading last week. People were like. Yeah, can you believe it? I heard that. I heard that Superman's going to be in it. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Anyone who talk, anyone they, who they, thought they that show, Superman they, died at the end of Batman v Superman, they showed clips it was of, not coming back. They showed amazing. clips of Henry Cavill, Cavill on set in, yeah. in, in the in Superman, Superman outfit, <laughs> and yeah, they talked about know. digitally removing his mustache. It's like it's one of those things where it's just like, <laughs> honestly, even if you don't know much about comics, you had to understand that he was coming back. There's yeah, no way yeah. he wasn't. I don't know how they're going to explain it, but he's going to be back. I mean, but, probably going to explain so, the same so way they do the it in Flash, uh, Aquaman. I mean, really, what did everyone say? Everyone pretty much said that the characters were spot on. Ben Affleck as Batman was fine. It was good. Everybody liked him. Uh, the weakest one was Cyborg, but he even that was relatively positive reception. Honestly speaking, Cyborg is really. He, he's not a weak character, but he he's hard to do just he's, because of he's just because ne- of who he is. He's like, never Cyborg's been, he's never been really well written. He's never yeah. yeah. He, he he has his moments. He definitely has his standout moments. But like Cyborg is one of those characters that for a long time had a really tough time finding an identity, and just the well, way he is, the the very nature of him is kind of rough because he, he's just a dude yeah. who got irreversibly damaged then his father's like well i have this mother box let's see what this does turns him into half robot man and now he's you know half robot man yeah but i mean i guess the other part of it is now correct me if i'm wrong but the justice league traditionally is batman superman wonder woman flash aquaman and green lantern typically cyborg is put in there now um like in but in rebirth the original before rebirth even in new 52 uh, uh, cyborg was in justice league who was the original justice league though it wasn't, it wasn't Cyborg. I, 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 I want to say it was you. Green Lantern. I believe it was Green Lantern. I mean, Green Lantern isn't it? Because even is in the, in the, car- in the cartoons, you see even Green in the, Lantern. Even in the new League. Justice League, the Green right. Lanterns are in it. Which, by the way, if the Green Lanterns show up in Justice League, I really hope it's Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. I can't see like, how they I can would, because don't they, I would love to see them Marvel over Hal Jordan. Marvel and honestly. Disney do not have the Green Lantern rights. They wouldn't need to. It's for Justice League, made by DC or is made by uh, Warner Brothers. Oh shit! DC. I'm sorry. See, yeah. that's what happens when we wait this long before we do these. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. It's it's what, like if those two show up, people are gonna be mad. If those two show up, people would be furious. Which two? Uh, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. I actually like. I, actually I like them the, a lot because the they aren't all powerful that, like Hal yeah. Jordan. Well, because like, they're new to it. Yeah, they're new. They're, they're, they're learning. Way. They're especially Jessica Cruz, who starts off just a bundle of anxiety where she can't even create a construct until like the end of Volume One of of Rebirth. Yeah. Until she's forced to because she's being attacked by Atrocitus of all people. To be honest, I didn't. It, I, it's I stopped, amazing. I stopped getting them. Initially, because I was just getting too many comics, I wasn't keeping up. Yeah, but I did like what I saw they were doing with them. Um, they're both. But such I don't see. Characters. I don't see them so bringing Green Lantern in at all. 
I don't think they if they're going to bring in anybody this time. they're bringing in somebody special I feel like I, I know that's such a such a common speculation it's like oh well I mean Batman was looking at a an image that was clearly Supergirl because she was it was female legs and wearing red boots and Superman doesn't wear red boots and he definitely doesn't have exposed legs alright maybe Supergirl will show up maybe that's going to be like an end thing where it's like same that, thing with that Batman be, v Superman but see that would be kind of cool I, Supergirl I would like to see I would love to see it too or, I, would, uh, I would love to see Supergirl done well I don't really like the show that much so I would love to see a Supergirl see, just I actually done really think the well. comic and the show are actually pretty good this time around. The comic started off a little dodgy the show started, in my mind. The show, the show started, the show started off, off very dodgy To as me, well, it started off opinion. dodgy, but around episode four or five, I thought the show was pretty See, solid. See, I didn't get that far. I, I, I always it, watch it anything. Better. First time I try anything, I watch three episodes, and if it doesn't get me, it doesn't get uh, me. I want to say fourth, fifth, it got really got pretty good. Okay. I might I might try it out later uh, on. But I mean, it could be any other, any number of other characters. I mean, it could probably... It could be a Green Lantern. could be Captain well, Marvel. Not, well, Green Man... To be honest, it's very possible. No, it could. They're not allowed to use that name anymore. It could be Shazam. I'm sorry. <laughs> With female legs? Well, no. I mean, that, they didn't show the character. He was looking at like a hologram of it, kind of like a well, VidCon. Well, it, it could be... Um, well, I, I'm, thinking that's Power gonna, Girl. I'm thinking that's going to be an after credit she's technically thing. a Superman... Well, she's... I mean, she's Supergirl just from an alternate dimension, so right. it's like, I don't think they would use that because no, that that's a good open but up that, the multiverse. But that's a good way to open up a, a multiverse for the next movie. So you have a plot. I don't know if they would want to do that, though. They'd make it so complicated for people. If anything, I do think that that scene in the trailer... I think it could be Supergirl. I think that scene in the trailer is going to be an end credit scene. And they're going to be showing kind of like Marvel at the end of the Mm -hmm. Avengers scenes always shows like their their next phase. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be what it is where it's like at the end of Batman v Superman, he's looking through the files of Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I think it's going to be the same thing where at the end of it, he's going to be looking at different things with the other guys there and they're just off the screen so you don't know what's happening. I was just glad to see that the reception of Flash was good because there were so many people worried I don't like the suit I don't like this I don't like that and then people saw it and they're like he nailed it the suit the suit I understand I can see why someone would not like the suit that being said I, I think I said this last time I, I was actually doing this but like the lightning effects around him in the trailer when he's just dashing around the hallway and it's just like flashes of blue and then you see the lightning streaks as he's going darting across the room until he hits the parademon it just looks so good I thought so too where it just it, it shows you it really does it's the first time I've ever seen like because obviously the Flash TV show does a decent job of showing yeah, well, speed it's a TV show with the yeah, budget that has, it but like that, that that scene where it's just jarring it almost looks like it's just skipping frames which I'm sure is how they probably did do it but it looks like it's skipping frames and it, di- it gives you an idea of just how fast he's supposed to be moving in the movie where it's just he's darting across and you don't even you can't see him move isn't all you there, see is some after scene in a trailer where he's moving and you see Wonder Woman watching him in slow motion almost oh there's the there's the scene where Wonder Woman's sword's flying into the air and then he just kind of fly, is running around the thing like almost like Quicksilver in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in um, the X-Men I don't, think, I don't remember if it was Days of Future Past I think yeah. it might have been is it, I know, I know what you're talking about yeah. Yeah, it, so. he's just running around the thing going like up in a cylinder and he just touches the sword tip and pushes it back towards her and then he just keeps going yeah. and it's like it, they did a I feel like Again, without seeing it, I can't say it, but I feel like they have such a good like scale of speed for the Flash that does actually show him as being a powerful character. Whereas, like, yeah, that, that's good. that's probably the most difficult part of the Flash. But you know what else I think is a big is a big thing, and you saw this with Avengers was you didn't hear about any drama between the actors. Yeah, it, and when you watch the they did the one trailer and then they did the behind the scenes look where um, Aquaman ends up with her sword like he juggles it around or something. Yeah. They all seem to really be enjoying working together, except for Ben Affleck, who's just constantly complaining about his solo movie. But you know, I don't—I haven't well, I mean, heard him complain about even, Justice even, League yet. Even on set, yeah, the videos of him on set, they all look like they were having a good time. And honestly, at, at this the point, movie. at the point where they were shooting this, Ben Affleck was still very excited to be Batman. It was—it was, I believe, it was after they started wrapping this, and he started well, I think focusing he, I think more on the solo got, movie that he started got, getting upset. I think he's a little upset because they—they they told him they weren't going to use a script. 
Yeah. He worked on that script with a few different people and, you know, really put some effort into it. And I'm going to be honest. And he's a Batman fan, and that's like, well, he might be the guy to do I'm it. I'm going to be honest. Ben Affleck, uh, he wrote, um... Good Will Hunting? Movie? Not Good Will Hunting. Um, did he write Gone Girl? Something like that. It was something like that. He he wrote a movie that came out like four years ago that was actually extremely well written. So it's like I don't have any doubt that Ben Affleck could have put together a good script, especially since he did get help from other people to make sure that yeah. it was a solid wasn't, script. He, wasn't Jeff he Jones likes Batman? He was yeah. He was working with Jeff Johns. And he was he's he likes Batman. He's a fan of the character. He has an idea of what he wants he his pl- version he, of Batman to be. He oddly plays a damn good Batman too. He plays a very good Batman. He plays an exceptionally good Bruce Wayne. I, like I'm I lost interest in Ben Affleck a long time ago and I've been like really negative on him a lot, in a lot of his roles mm-hmm. like oh yeah well he sure he plays a Boston cop he does a great job yeah but he's pretty much that kind of character all the time man seeing him as Batman I thought he was he was he was very good I, I enjoyed he, he him really lot. he really especially without having the Batman voice yeah I, I just I really enjoy I think the most important thing about Ben Affleck as Batman is just that he pulls off Bruce Wayne like Christian Bale never could. Mm-hmm. Christian Bale showed up as Bruce Wayne and you're just like, ah, I don't buy it. No. It doesn't look like no. it. He just he doesn't have the suave, he doesn't the have the swagger. swagger. Not for there's that. none of it's there. And then Ben Affleck shows up and you're like, Well, there's the swagger. Now now he's bringing it. Yeah. And it, it just it works and it that's sells it. How it, it, goes, it, it like, works very well. That's kinda how it went down the line, right? Like everybody liked Michael Keaton as Batman, but when you looked at him as Bruce Wayne, he was older, he was, had the widow's peak kind of balding, you're like, eh. And then you went to Val Kilmer, who had the Bruce Wayne part pretty well because he's you know younger and handsome and had that swagger. But as Batman, I liked him, but not could have been not great. He didn't have the right jawline for the outfit and stuff. And then George Clooney was just a fucking disaster. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Those are the best Batman movies ever made. Ice but, but, to meet you. And then you <laughs> wait. Was that even that movie? Yes, I don't yes, even remember. Was, that was that was the one with, that was the one with George Clooney, which is funny because in a way. He's almost the right actor for the part, only he's too muscular. Yeah. Like, the one-liners are Schwarzenegger's thing. That's what he did throughout the 80s and 90s. Mm. So, I get that part, but he was too muscle-bound for the character. And the that movie, being the movie said, was just going to just people who are extremely muscle-bound, Ben Affleck is fucking massive as Batman. Which is fine, because in the comics, Batman is massive. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like... It, it, this is one of the first times I've like again going back to Christian Bale. Sorry, your movies were actually really good, but going back to Christian Bale, he's not a big guy. Like he had to put on a bunch of fat just to fill out the suit and make it look kind of like he was a muscular dude. But Ben Affleck is just a huge dude. Yeah, he's a big boy. Like he's massive. It just it, and that's, all, I think that's a lot of what drinking. it is too. It's just it sells it. His size, his swagger, his presence just sells the role. Um, and I think the fact that he's such a fan shows I think that helps yeah because if you're a fan of it and you're into playing the character it's a big help and I feel like just them showing in Batman v Superman that Robin was in fact killed by the Joker that already happened in this and Batman didn't care that he was running through buildings with the Batmobile and he was just messing people up he broke cars and people were like well Batman doesn't kill it's like well maybe this version of Batman you is know so far gone that, is such that he bullshit. doesn't care anymore and Batman's killed in the comics I, I, it happens I, I, I call bullshit because I'm reading the original Batman comics when they first came out oh he didn't give a shit in the original in ones. Detective Comics the original ones I have the whole like first like couple of years in one big book every other episode he's every other issue he's killed somebody or let somebody die yeah it, it, so what it is batman doesn't it, kill is like the doctor and doctor who not using a gun and i could, <laughs> I could find 15 episodes where he's carrying a gun it, it's one of those things where it's like 
I feel modern like society it's, it's, has like it's twisted like a, it and been like, oh, in the last ten years he hasn't, so he yeah. must never have. And, and I like, don't get me wrong, I do love his conviction in in most of the like comics and stuff where he's just like, I don't kill because that makes me just as bad as you. But why can't there be a Batman that is still a super like a still a hero? But he's just so far gone that he just lost that. He lost that when he lost his, you know, he lost his sidekick. If it is Jason Todd Robin, he did actually get beaten to death by the Joker. Like, he lost something, yeah, something pipe, very important. To, yeah, and then blown up in a warehouse. Uh, I think it was a crowbar. I don't remember. But, like, something he witnesses that, and he's gone through, he's been Batman for so long. Like, yeah, eventually going through that, you're going to stop caring. And that's why he's branding these people, because he knows if he brands them and they go to that prison, they're going to get beat up. There's going to be prison justice going on. They're not going to come out. And I don't see why you can't have that Batman in a world. Like, really, that, I feel like that's such a good starting point, because then you can kind of shift him back and be like, this is the Batman I used to be where I had morals, well, and now I don't. And, that, and that's what the and shift him back that, into that, it. That's what the character's help him become right because yeah, in, in, exactly. in some um it's, it's just in good, some linear in some versions wonder woman helps him become that person again yeah it, and it's such a good idea because what they're doing is they're adding a linear path and they're adding character growth without even having anything there just the fact that he was so dark in uh, batman batman and, Superman, and let's be honest some but, of the fight scenes in all the batman movies and comics yeah, maybe to him, if they don't die, quote unquote, right there, but they die in the hospital, it doesn't count. Maybe. Because I'm pretty sure when you jump off a four story building and kick somebody in the head, eh, you know what? Yeah, you, not, you, even if you didn't kill them, making them a vegetable for life, probably not like. Hey, if they die, much, in, the, if they die in the hospital, that's the presence that killed them, not him. He's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we were talking about things that came back. X Men came back. Yep. They have the, the legacy stuff. And uh, I'm reading Blue and Gold. I love blue. Gold's not bad. Gold's a little... I don't want to say a harder read, per se, but... Slower. Blue, blue, yeah, gold's a little slower. Blue is definitely almost kind of fun. I like blue a lot. And they they nailed the characters pretty well, you know, so I like blue a lot. Gold's not bad, but blue, yeah, that's the one I like the best. And Marvel keeps bringing Fantastic Four, like Ben Grimes and the Human Torch into its stuff. Oh, I'm so excited they're going to come back. It's going to happen now. It's it's official. Fantastic Four's coming back. Human, Human Torch. Yeah. Which one's he in? He's part of the Fantastic Four. No, you said they brought him back. What oh, he's he not. He's not in X Men Blue. I don't remember what issue he's in. Um, I believe he's part of is Legacy. He blue or gold. I don't think he's in either X. Either of the X Men. He's in one of the more modern, one of the newer Marvel runs. I think he showed up in Iron Man. Actually, yeah, it's it either Iron Man or he's Thor. In blue or gold at all. But like Ben Grimes and him show up, and they're just they're Which there funny because the those thing are two guys and that Human don't Torch like are there, and they're they're in Marvel again, and you haven't seen them there in a long time, and they showed. They showed teasers of um, Sue Storm and Reed Richards with Franklin Richards just fucking around in outer space, and you're like, they're coming back. Like th- these people are coming back. Please do them right. Because it th- seems what like was, they what are. What was really nice about the Fantastic Four originally is that they were smart. I, I right? think ben, ben Grimes was like an, a pilot, and he was he and uh, Sue Storm was a scientist, I think, and yep. so was Reed Richards. And you know, they were all they weren't just like. In, it looks like right now, and I'm guessing this is why they only teased Reed Richards and Sue Storm, and they physically had Ben well, they probably uh, the have Thing to, and Human they Torch have with to buy, lines. They probably have to buy Fox back first. Well, yeah, but I'm sure. But that. the point that they show up, it means that they can put them back in their comics. And I think the fact that they only brought two of the four in right now means that they're trying to they're trying to test the waters and i think they're trying to slowly introduce them so that they can really flush out the characters again and be like this is where they were this is where they're going you know reed richards and sue storm are exploring space with their 
reality warping offspring and they're just they're off doing their thing and we're here and we're going to kind of pave the way we're going to have to call them back at some point and then the fantastic four is going to be back again and i think that's the best way to do it is not just bring them back and be like the fantastic four everybody but instead Yay. be like yeah but instead be like here's these two characters that if you know who they are they're relevant but if not you're just like that was this fire guy. I don't know. And it's a good way to kind of slowly introduce them back in because they've been out well, of continuity for a guy? while. Is that Robbie Riaz from, uh, from uh, Ghost Rider? <laughs> I don't know Ghost Why is Ghost Rider naked and all on fire? I'm sucking. Where's the skull? I don't, I don't get it. Where's this charger? Like, this isn't even Ghost Rider anymore. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I'm um, writing an angry letter to Marvel right now. So those, those came up. Those, those, those two comic series are going pretty well, I think, Blue and Gold. I, I, like I said, I like Blue a little better. Blue jumps right into it. Yeah. I mean, the first issue is right into the action, and they're facing off against, um, well, Juggernaut's in it, but he's working for somebody else. I love Juggernaut. Just the fact that Juggernaut can be reintroduced to the Marvel Universe is pretty exciting yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, and the Magneto twist is nice, too. Yeah. Uh, so, do you, I'm going back a little ways here, because I don't remember what it's called, but there was a, a really old X-Men run where, um... It was like a very gritty, kind of like depressing X Men. Whereas, like um, one of the one of the new students had the ability to like blow himself up, and he was like super excited. He's like, "That's cool! So I can blow myself up and then reassemble." And they're like, "No, you you can you can blow yourself up. Like that's it. You blow yourself up and you're dead." <laughs> and like, like Magneto couldn't like control the, his powers. Like the worst superhero. I cannot power remember ever. what the run was, but it was it was like it wasn't like Doomsday and it wasn't Apocalypse. But it was it was some like dreary title like that, and it was like it wasn't an actual like storyline, but it was like a like kind of like a one shot type of thing. It was like an event, and like Magneto couldn't control his power, so he had to. Wear like a magnetic dampening device, and someone shot at him and breaks the device, and he just all the metal in an airport just collides on me, just mass oh, murders yeah, people. Yeah, and it's just it's such a cool because it, it it almost shows like what would it be like if these powers existed and they were somewhat realistic? Because if you have the ability to control magnetism on a level that you can mess with the Earth's gravitational field, you're probably not going to be able to control it. Let's be honest; like you're not just going to be like, yeah, it's fine. I can just flip these coins in the air and like mm-hmm. look at these. I'm doing tricks with paper clips. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be able to do that without like intense amounts of training. And when you have that much power, how are you going to train? Yeah, you make needle drunk, drunken uh, swap out the all the steel paper clips with aluminum, and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's like, why isn't this working? <laughs> um, I, I don't remember what that was, but you know, I felt that was worth mentioning because it's just it pops in my head every once in a while because it was a really cool, it was a really cool story. I got to see if I can find it again. But now we're going to what you really want to talk about. Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. No. Uh, the introduction <laughs> of the uh, the strongest metal in the DC Universe, Batmantium. Because uh, everyone knows Batman needs his own kryptonite. Batmantium. So, I, I love the meme where where, Spy, where uh, Superman's like, you're, you're afraid of, or your arch nem- nemesis is a, is a clown, and Batman's like, yours is a rock. <laughs> well, now Batman's is just liquid metal that gets poured on top of him. Woo! What well, a fun I'm time. Sure, I'm pretty sure that would kill just about anybody. Yeah. Well, okay, so, <clears throat> so with, with uh, what Dark Knight's Metal is, is it's a... Um, it's like an alternate timeline type of thing where uh, Batman and friends kind of go to the dark multiverse, which so the, is... So the Justice League. Yeah, more <laughs> or less. Uh, they go to the dark multiverse because uh, I believe the first issue says that Hawkman goes to the, the uh, dark multiverse to find Nth Metal because that's where it originates. Nth Metal being the strongest metal in DC. It, it's kind of like Vibranium from Marvel, but just OP and it can absorb energy and whatnot. Um, and when they go there, some, some shit goes down and I don't want to kind of go over what happens in Dark Knight's no, no, Metal just, 1 just and 2. Just like basics, yeah. But ultimately speaking, while they're there, they find, uh, I believe it's members of the Court of Owls or the Community of Owls. I don't it know. Was, one, it, of the, it, one of the groups well, of owls. It was called the Court of Owls in the... I yeah, well, and there. then there's, there's yeah. another one that was like the... 
it's a court of owls, and then there's the bigger one, which is a something of owls. Oh, okay. It's one of the groups of owls. It's not really relevant. And they find him, and they capture Batman because they want to bring their god, the dark god of the dark, or the dark god of the multiverse of their multiverse, uh, whose name is Barbados. They want to bring him in, and Batman is the perfect. Their dark, god, the dark, dark god of their universe is named after an island. Yes, Barbados. Or maybe Barbados is named after him. I'm not really sure. I'm still, I still have a theory that he's Barbados Slim from Futurama, finally coming back <laughs> after all these years. But more or less what it is, is it's, they capture him. There's a metal called Batmantium. They perform a ritual so that Barbados can use him as a focus to bring himself into you know, the, mortal, the mortal world of the Dark Multiverse, which... Just an explanation of the Dark Multiverse. It's basically like if the fifty uh, the fifty two universes are zero through fifty two, the Dark Multiverse is negative one through negative whatever. Um, so everything in the Dark Multiverse is doomed to end. This is going to become important later. Um, and all of these worlds are doomed. Every single timeline here eventually is going of to end horribly. Yep, all the Dark Multiverses are not meant to exist. And Barbados knows this. So him being the god of the Dark Dimension, he wants to go into the regular. He wants to go into the positive dimensions, and he wants to basically exude his presence there um so basically he wants to continue to live and yeah yeah yeah. so getting into the actual nitty-gritty of it when barbados comes in he opens a portal and when he opens that portal a bunch of a bunch of very familiar yet very different looking characters come out all of them look like classic superheroes green lantern the flash cyborg uh one of them looks like aries with a wonder woman symbol on the chest there's one that's holding aquaman's trident there's one that looks like doomsday and then there's one that kind of is reminiscent of the joker but one thing that they all have in common is they all look like batman they all have a cowl or they all have some sort of feature on them that makes them look like batman or bruce wayne and what it ultimately is is barbados the god of the dark dimension has been manipulating everything that's happened for Bruce Wayne since Infinite Crisis to kind of make him into his perfect host so that he can come back into the world. And in doing so, he decided to gather up the most powerful versions of Batman from his dark multiverse and use them to bring himself in and actually exude his power on the positive multiverse. So in the dark multiverse, there was a, a Joker that was Batman. We don't know because his origin hasn't come out yet. But no, but it's the basic premise. <laughs> yeah, he looks like the Joker. He has, like, dog collars attached to, like, weird zombie ghoul robins, and he's, like, holding them, and he has just a giant smile. They call him the Batman who laughs. He's a super interesting-looking character. Um, and Barbados brings these people in and more or less does something that not many people can do, which is he points at Superman and Wonder Woman, literally drains their life force, and then just throws it away. Like, he does, he does not even care. Those two wow. characters, two of the strongest characters in the DC Universe, just don't matter to him. He just drains their life force, and he's like, well, you're gone now. Okay, uh, my Batman army, like, go and do your thing. So then, that's kind, of, that's kind of the premise of Dark Knight's Metal, and that's going to be Dark Knight's Metal 1. Issue 1 and 2 kind of leads up to that. There's a lot of stuff that happens there. There's a lot of people going around the Dark Multiverse trying to find Batman. It's really not important, in my opinion. It's most of what it is is leading up to the Dark Knights, these, this evil, almost Justice League of Batman that's been assen- that have been assembled by this dark god to kind of you know, take over the multiverse. And once these, once these Dark Knights show up, it, it, that's where Dark Knight's Metal truly began. What it does is it kind of starts going through their origins and showing how all these different Bruce Waynes went so wrong that they are now helping this god take over another multiverse out of basically pure spite or pure evil or for revenge. Or There's a number of different reasons. So then it kind of starts just introducing you to him. So there's like a Batman that's the Flash. Mm-hmm. In his backstory, more or less, I'm going to skip over a lot of points here so then you actually have to read them. But this Batman is 
it's a Bruce Wayne who Damian Wayne, his son, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, all of them have died at some point. They don't explain why. They're just all dead. So he's tracking down the Flash because he wants him to reverse time. And if he won't do it, he wants to take his power so he can go back in time himself. So ultimately, he Clearly accomplishes he, this. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's able to merge himself with the Speed Force and become what he calls Red Death. All of them have super edgy metal-sounding names, just so you know. <laughs> um, and the reason these origins are so important is after you find out their origin, you see these characters come into the main continuity DC universe. And it's kind of unclear if it's actually part of the main continuity because it seems like everything else is going on normally, but then there's also tie-in chapters. So I don't know. I'm guessing it's part of the continuity, but it might not be. You never know with DC. And for Red Death... Or any comic company. Or any comic book company. But for Red Death, he shows up in Central City. First thing he does is finds Wally West, you know, Kid Flash. And he literally runs up to him and Wally West is like, who are you? Why do you have the speed force? And Bruce Wayne literally uses the power of the speed force in him to drain the life from Wally West and Iris West, essentially killing them both, turning them both into old raggedy people. Uh, at this point, Barry Allen comes in. And is like, I don't know who you are or why you did that, but I'm not happy about it. And this, this is a recurring theme with all of the, with all of these evil Batman and more or less red death is like well if you don't like it flash then you have to catch me come get me and he starts running and this is kind of where you start understanding that these evil batman these dark batman truly are an evil batman they are truly just better than the hero that they get their powers from as flash is running after red death red death is sapping the speed force from the entire time it's just a it's a, just a giant bait to essentially get rid of the flash the flash can't be a problem for barbados if he's not there um and so it, it just it's most of Dark Knight's Metal is there as of right now these origins are just there to show you how these characters originate and how much better they are and what they can do with these powers that they essentially stole or well now they, by now they, have, now they have accomplished now they, it's like taking the Flash and giving them this, this strategic thinking of Batman yeah basically and that's what all of these are and it's like you know DC always likes to say that Batman if he wanted to, could take out the entire Justice League. Well, right. if He's Batman, a- as a normal Batman, could take out the Justice League, what can Batman as the Flash do? And we get to see that, where he basically, in just one effort of just running a little bit through a central city, more or less puts the Flash out of commission. The only reason the Flash is alive in Dark Knight's Metal is because, of course, the uh, the almighty Dr. Fate decides to intervene, and uh, Fate doesn't want these heroes to die right now. So he's he kind of is also a little bit of a recurring force in this in which he's going and snatching these characters and kind of trying to stop the Dark Knights as much as he can. So but really, Dr. Fate is... We don't know how important he is yet, because they have Well, he's him. very important, apparently, but apparently, he's, he's yeah, almost, he saves the Flash. He's also the only one, in a sense, that could stop Barbados. Yeah, which, is, in that, it kind of is, makes you think, is like, is Barbados just a Batman that merged with a Lord of Chaos or something of that sort? Or is Barbados actually just a Lord of Chaos that is exuding his control through Batman, like Clarion the Witch Boy? And we don't really know yet because that origin hasn't been explained. But it, it does show that these evil Batman are so powerful that even Dr. Fate doesn't just show up and fight Red Death. He shows up and just grabs Barry Allen and gets the hell out of there. And I think that really no one really talks about that, but I think that's pretty telling as far as what the issue is there. That's real, similar, even, that's real similar to X-Men Blue, yeah, where if, Magneto if, is trying to say... If, he, if yeah. even Dr. Fate will show up, and Dr. Fate being as powerful as he is, if he, even he shows up and just goes, I'm out of here, and just leaves, like what is that actually saying about these Dark Knights? And then like all these other origins... Or it could just be because he'd rather not do the fighting himself. That's also you fair. You take all these superheroes, you let them do it well and also the red death isn't the threat barbados is the threat right. which is fair as well 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go through the other origins a little bit faster because that one took too long. But what, what, more or less, it's like, so then it goes to the next origin, which is, you know, Batman, the murder machine. And it looks like Batman merged with Cyborg. And you're kind of like, how does this happen? Uh, and it's once like an again, 80s horror movie. Yeah, once again, it's another Bruce Wayne that just unfortunately in his world, things didn't go his way. He doesn't have a son. He doesn't have the Robins. All he ever had was Alfred. And, uh, ding And... <laughs> And more or less, what happens is that's a pro move right there. Not, all, not muting the phone. All of the all, all of the big Batman villains, so Bane, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Joker, they all capture Alfred and trying to find out who Batman is. Physically beat him to death, similar to like J- uh, Joker does to Jason Todd, and it destroys Bruce Wayne so much so that he asks he asks Cyborg if he can help him make an AI out of a brain scan and out of a digital basically a digital backup of alfred's brain and alfred's personality to which of course grieving batman all cyborg wants to do is help out his one of his good friends so he he decides to do it Mm -hmm. in doing this he he creates basically just an all-knowing ai that only wants bruce wayne to not be hurt anymore so his entire goal is he goes he more or less (laughs) he more or less creates old british ultron and it's very terrifying and like this alfred ai is just trying to eliminate everybody who they think can hurt batman or can basically hurt bruce wayne sure sure and of course bruce he doesn't want to do anything to alfred so when people come up and he's like this ai you made is terrorizing all of these villains he's killed bane he's killed poison ivy he's killing carly quinn you know and bruce wayne's like i know but we don't need to kill him we can fix him uh yeah of course you can fix him he's an all-knowing robot so yeah clearly that doesn't work very well and essentially what happens is alfred finds bruce wayne and bruce wayne more or less accepts him because he doesn't want to let go of alfred at this point of course alfred tries to make sure that bruce can't be hurt anymore by turning him into an all-powerful machine more or less um we're not going to kind of go into what happens after he enters the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Just, just read the read the stories for that. Just these are the origins. Quick synopsis to kind of get you a little interested. A little wet your whistle. A little wet bit. your whistle a little bit. Um, and so then this is how you get a Batman that is more or less similar to Cyborg. He's an entirely robotic Batman. There's no human emotions left in him, and he definitely likes to point that out that he doesn't care anymore. This is exactly who he needs to and wants to be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have. And by the way, that's one of my favorite origins, so definitely read that one. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool character. Um, and then you have uh, you have Batman the Drowned, or you have Dark Knight's the Drowned. And what the Drowned is, is it's basically from a version of the Dark Multiverse where all genders are swapped. So you have, instead of Bruce Wayne, it's Bryce... Bryce Wayne? I think it's Bryce. I believe her name was Bryce. Um, you have Bryce Wayne, and in this world... Maybe she's who's in the Justice League movie. Maybe. Uh, and in this world, she uh, is married and has a very happy life with her significant other known as Sylvester Kyle. I wonder who that could be. I'm sure it's probably not a male version of Catwoman, but, you know, who knows? And this Sylvester Kyle ends up dying. So in revenge, Bryce Wayne decides it's in her best interest to just kill off every super-powered individual on the planet so that no one else has to suffer that same loss. Of course, doing this angers some people, like the Atlanteans, who are essentially all superpowered individuals. Or the Amazons, are a thing. Or the Amazons, but they didn't really do much there, if I'm being honest. So, naturally, the Atlanteans decide, hell no, we're not, no, we're gonna, we're gonna fight back on this. And so, Bryce Wayne does the only logical thing, uh, goes through extensive DNA re, uh, like reconfiguration and surgeries to basically give her the abilities of an Atlantean and give her the ability to create what she calls the Deadwater, which is basically corrupted water that she can control 
Um, in doing so, she is now able to fight the Atlanteans on their turf, where she then kills Aquaman, or well, at this point, Aqua Woman, with her own trident and starts taking over all of these people. And more or less, she fills the entire Earth and covers the entire Earth in this death water, either killing or converting everybody there into one of her more or less slaves. They kind of look like the thing from the Black Lagoon. They're just giant sea monster slaves, kind of. And even better, she then decides to use the good old bat signal to um, give people hope. And they think that if they go to the bat signal, they're going to find, you know, Batman. Batman's going to save them. But what actually happens is they go there and Bri- uh, Bryce gives them an option. Uh, you can either join my army or you can die. And as such, she just builds her army of just evil wow. Atlantean people. And essentially, that's how she completely dominates everything. Wow. Um, and then you have what I think could have been the best origin if they actually went through it. Devastator Batman, which is more or less... This, this origin is... It needed to be fleshed out a little bit, I do admit, but definitely one of the coolest characters, one of the most interesting, in my opinion. And it's basically what happens is it starts off with Bruce Wayne on the floor holding a kryptonite spear, can do Batman v Superman, with none other than Superman floating above him, taunting him and saying, everyone else in the league always said, if anyone could kill me, it would be you. And yet here you lay powerless as he then cuts off Batman's arm holding the kryptonite spear so that Batman can no longer do anything to him. Except At this point, pick it up with his other arm. Except pick it up with his other arm, but, you know, who would do that? Come on, that's too logical. So, of course, once again, as is kind of a common trend here, Batman kind of starts going into some sort of backstory, and this is, this is why this needed more explanation, because you don't know why the hell Superman's doing this. You don't know why anything happened here, but he more or less goes into a little bit of detail as to, uh, you know... Um, Clark killed Lois Lane, and that's when Batman knew he would never be the same. So whatever happened to him, who oh, knows? Is this is this the Clark? Um, how uh, was it? The Joker made Superman it's kind of like it's kind of like he, injustice. Did he? But had, I don't yeah, know. We, we, it d- yeah. doesn't really know. It seems from, like injustice. Superman was in his mind when he's fighting Batman. And no, so, wait, Injustice... Uh, yeah, that's Injustice. No, I injustice thought injust- is the one where he, I thought uh, Injustice, he, he went after the Joker because he nuked... Um, no, he um, he tied the nuke oh, the- detonator to <laughs> Lois Lane's heartbeat. And then, that's right, that's right. And then gave Superman fear toxin mixed with kryptonite that he saw Doomsday. Yeah. Uh, Superman immediately right, then yeah. decides, oh, clearly Doomsday escaped the Phantom Zone and he's here because that's something that Doomsday can do with him being a mindless beast and uh, flies Doomsday into space yeah, to, right, I guess, right, kill right. the unkillable creature and uh, instead then comes to his senses and realizes he just murdered Lois with his, unbo- with his unborn, unborn child, child in, yeah. her, uh, in her gut and as her heart stops, Metropolis gets nuked and that's how that goes. I don't know if it's a similar story like that, but point is, Superman's evil. So Batman decides the I only way he can do he this. Was he was just hiding it? <laughs> He's just hiding it this whole just time. Like Captain it's just, America. Being it's an elaborate. Plot. Just like Captain America being a Nazi, not a Nazi uh, um, Hydra. Of operative. course. I, I mean, it's it's obvious. Like that's just the only logical outcome. Do you, you, where do you hide? Out in the open. <laughs> exactly. And so Batman says, Clark, I won't let you hurt me or anyone else anymore. And then pushes a button on his on his ever so ever so full Batman utility belt uh, and all of a sudden you just start seeing him start to disfigure himself what basically happens it is in this universe instead of Superman inhaling the doomsday virus and more or less keeping it contained within him Batman got it and ran some experiments on it to one make it make it an actual virus that can spread and two make it so that he can inject it into himself and yet still keep his mind so he decides that his only option is to inject himself with this doomsday virus and use right. it to just more or less kill Superman, which he then does do. Um, and then before he, they actually show him in the real world, they decide to give him a nice throwaway line, which 
you know, would have been really nice to see this happen, but he said, if only I had decided to do this earlier, I could have saved them all before it shows a destroyed Metropolis and nobody there. So essentially everyone in his, in his universe is dead because Superman killed them all. Really wish they would have showed that happening, but either way, Devastator Batman's pretty cool, especially when he comes to the normal world and does what he does, which is pretty sweet. So definitely check that Plus, one out. He as doesn't well. seem like a really bad guy. No, but um, like out of all of them, he seems to not like he's not trying to rule the world. I'm going. He's to, regretting actually saving. At the very end is a little synopsis after going through the general origin stories. I am going to kind of go through why they all or how they all kind of get brought together because it's definitely the most interesting character there, and it's the only origin we have for him so far. So. We're going to come back to all of these in a slight way, so, you know, don't worry. As if this wasn't already drawn out and long and very disorganized enough, you know. No worries. I got your back. <laughs> well, that's our wheelhouse. <laughs> so, the last one I think that they had, I mean, they just came out with a new issue that was called Dark Knight's Lost. Uh, I'm assuming that's just going to be about Batman being trapped with Barbados, probably in, like, some sort of horrible, horrible nightmare or something. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. I saw the cover, which has Batman on it, so I'm assuming it's actually going to be a Batman story. Um, but then the last one is Batman the Merciless, which is the Batman that looks like Ares, but yet has a Wonder Woman symbol on his armor. Essentially what it is, is he is actually Batman who has become the God of War. In his universe, he is in love with Wonder Woman, similar to like... Uh, who wouldn't be? Uh, right? Similar to um, Justice League Unlimited, that storyline where Wonder yeah, Woman's sure. like infatuated with Batman. And I don't... It's not particularly important, but Wonder Woman basically dies. And this kind of causes Batman to lose a little bit of his cool and he takes he more or less beats the shit out of Ares takes his helmet puts it on and Ares says don't do that if you do that you will be the new god of war and he said he's more or less he's just like alright and then murders Ares thus then becoming the new god of war right um but little did did he know that doing this had a little bit of repercussions because now being the god of war everywhere he goes he incites war he incites yep. violence he incites cruelty around him so essentially, just in him trying to get revenge for his dead, you know, his dead lover, he basically spirals the entire world into an uncontrollable war that ends up killing off everybody. The governments collapse, everyone dies off, and no one can really do anything. He can't do anything to stop it, aside right. from taking off the helmet, which at this point he just physically cannot do. The helmet does not want to be removed. Mm-hmm. It needs a god of war. As such, Bruce has to remain the god of war. So... I mean, that's, that one's really kind of a simple origin. I think it's interesting because it does deal a lot with, like, government stuff, but it's very, like... I don't want to say it's, like, very boring because it's not. It's interesting, but it's not something that'd be entertaining to talk about. So that's kind of all I'm going through with that one, if we're being honest. That being said, he does remove his helmet at one point, and he is just old, like, white hair, mustache, disheveled, just angry Bruce Wayne because he's lived his entire life just inciting wars and stuff that he did not want to do. This is actually one of the few that I see, and you really do think, he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. He seems like he's actually a pretty, seems like he's actually a pretty good dude. You know, kind (laughs) of. Besides besides the destroying of every human on his planet. But other than that, seems like a pretty good dude. Um... And as of right now, those are the origins that they have. I'm sure I missed one. Oh, I did miss one. My least favorite one, Dawnbreaker. Uh, Batman gets a ring after his parents get killed, becomes a Dawnbreaker. He overpowers the ring. It becomes evil. He starts murdering people. He kills the Green Lantern Corps and some Guardians. There you go. That's his origin. Cool. Read that one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, in my opinion, it was the least entertaining one. It's just, it's not entertaining. Oh, Green Lantern's super powerful. Oh, no shit. Who would have guessed? So... Now, going back to the most interesting one, the Batman who laughs, he's has not had an origin yet, unless Lost is his origin, in which case, definitely recommend reading that, because he's a super interesting-looking character. 
And this Batman who laughs decides is basically the herald of Barbados, kind of like Silver Surfer, Surfer is the herald of Galactus. In every single one of these origin stories, at some point, all the all these evil Batman here is a, a disturbing laughing. It's written exactly like the Joker laugh, where it's just ha 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 in like kind of like the chiller the chiller font from uh, Microsoft Word, and this weird strange looking smiling batman shows up and what he essentially does to every single one of them is he he tells them for example um red death flash all he wanted was a world in which he could he just wanted to save the world and make it so that people didn't Mm -hmm. his children did not have to die all of his adopted sons did not have to die and they could all live happily and he shows up and what does he do but promises he promises red death what if i told you i know i knew of a universe that wasn't doomed to death where these people can live where you can have your ideal world so naturally, his world's going to get destroyed. He has two options. Stay in his world as it crumbles to dust or join Barbados and serve under him. Naturally, yeah. he takes it. And this is a recurring theme. The Batman who laughs is directly the one who recruits all of these Dark Knights. And every single time he shows up and you basically just shows how manipulative he is by convincing all of these evil or all of these Batmen that were not originally malicious except for maybe the drowned that one was pretty malicious did stop stab aquaman with his own trident and you know take well, yeah, over his kingdom and, and murder everybody aquaman. and kill all the fish and whatnot yeah aquaman good point um and every single time he shows up he gives them some sort of coaxing he tells them exactly what they want to hear about how what they truly want is going to be in this in this beautiful new universe mm-hmm. uh, the drowned tells them what if i told you there's another world where there's even more people to recruit where you can where you can corrupt the entire ocean where everything is normal of course they take it devastator batman he shows up and says what if i told you i can bring you someplace where people don't know how evil superman is only you can really show them how evil he is and so naturally this batman who had his entire world crumbled by superman naturally all he wants to do is make sure superman's name is just drugged through the mud oh, yeah. he wants yeah. him gone merciless batman shows up and says what if i told you there's a world where there's still people who can wage war on each other that's what you really want right and of course helmet of Ares. he's yes all i want is war all i want is chaos mm-hmm. he has to join he has to join up has to jump ship Dawnbreaker. what if he show, or he shows up and just says what if there's a world where there's more light where there's more evil people for you to punish of course once again he's essentially just a very very powerful very twisted green lantern all he does everything he does is due to his overwhelming willpower to punish evil all these people he killed every when he murders the green lantern corps all of it is because he believes that in doing so he can rid his world of evil naturally joins up sure if i have to serve barbados and i can do what i want i'll do it and that's kind of the recurring theme i don't remember what he tells murder machine to be honest with you (laughs) he's a robot he's like beep boop bop you can go here alfred's alive go have fun (laughs) And that's kind of where it's left off as of right now is all of these evil Dark Knights have had their origins revealed and Barbados is in the positive multiverse. But I don't know how much more is told and lost. There's a couple, there's a lot of very important things that I've kind of just left out very purposely, um, including... We we want you to read it. Yeah, yeah. including, like, keep in mind all of these origins are like half of their initial one-shots. Not only that, there's also other parts where there's like, you get to kind of see what happens to all the people Dr. Fate saves, and you get to see kind of what they're going for. You get to kind of see how they can do, what their plan is to stop Barbados. Superman more or less commit suicide you know a lot of cool stuff happens it's it's just it's a really interesting thing it feels like it feels kind of like a better version of infinite crisis maybe 
maybe maybe not depending on your opinion it feels like the dark side war where there's just a looming a looming terror where something is there something is is coming to basically change everything Mm -hmm. and whether they do or not you know whatever doomsday clock is supposed to be the thing that does that but you know giant evil dark god batman guy is pretty freaking cool so i'm okay with it for right now and it's just, it, everything about the stories of these characters and everything about their origins, everything about what they do when they come to the world, what they are doing to the main, honestly, the main Earth, Earth Zero, is just, it's, it's very entertaining. You get to kind of see a little bit more into what would it take for Batman to truly just become evil? What would it take for Batman to become more than just Batman? And mm-hmm. it shows you, you know, six, seven different possibilities, including... However, the hell he becomes Batman who laughs, and I really, <laughs> I really want to know that one because that one seems pretty damn interesting. I have to say, uh, just just to kind of get your interest going, there's a theory going around that it's actually like supposed to be something similar to like the Batman from the end of the Killing Joke, but instead of him, uh, him just silencing the Joker and putting him off in prison, he kills the Joker and then well, realizes that the, the clown prince the of kill- crime is necessary. Don't forget the Killing Joke; it's an ambiguous ending. Some people think he did kill him in that. Did, yeah, then they made the movie, and they were like, "Well, this is this is how the ending actually is," and he didn't kill him. Well, but, the movie doesn't even isn't really even that clear on it. That's fair, but that that's and I honestly I think that's a really cool origin. I think that's a really cool thing. But honestly, I can probably keep talking forever because that's what I do. So I'm going to stop there. Uh, uh, definitely read Dark Knight's Metal because <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that was like a two hour explanation of like seven characters' origins, which are 40, only like forty five minutes. Yeah, which is you know that's only all those origins are only like twelve pages. So you know I don't know how. I, dragged on for that well, long. Well, comic but, book's know. only 22, so yeah. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, read it. It's cool. Support it. There's still a lot more to come. I don't even think it's halfway over. Unless DC pulls a Marvel, like, Edge of the Venomverse, and is just like, okay, now that everything's here, everything's over. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Very possible, but, you know, DC hasn't said no more events like Marvel did, so maybe we'll be good. That's true. So I think that wraps it up for us this time around. Um... Wow, we actually stayed on target for the most part, and there was a lot of information in there. Look at that. Who knew? It's a lot of rambling, really. Not so much information, but you know. Well, still, there's information in the rambling. So Don't th- worry. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Um, not sure when we'll record again. Hopefully soon. And um, check out the check out Spider-Man. Uh, check out X-Men Re- or Blue and Gold. Check out... Actually, Astonishing X-Men looked pretty good, too. I haven't read it, though. I haven't read any Astonishing uh, X-Men. Check so out sure. Death Metal Batman. <laughs> Dark Knight's Metal. Dark Knight's Metal. And all of its lovely, lovely tie-ins. And uh, if you like what you hear, you know, make sure you like it on Squabble's uh, Facebook page and everything, because that's who hosts this show for us. And uh, thanks, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, were you feeling that? I don't know, man. All they did was talk. Yeah, but it's cheap. I mean, like, free. Besides, we could become, like, the new Chris Hardwick. Who the hell is Chris Hardwick? Don't get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to squabblebox.co.uk. News, reviews, videos, and podcasts that cover movies, video games, TV, and comic books. Squabblebox.co.uk, baby. Entertainment under attack.